absolute pleasure to have you here. Yep. All right. Do you want to talk a little bit about who you are and uh, your past work before we get into our subjects for tonight? Okay. Well, um, I'm just a, um, I guess, uh, the average uh, Australian type uh, individual, really, on one level. Grew up in country Victoria, Australia, uh, with uh, Italian migrated uh, parents from southern Italy. And uh, so um, what was unique, I guess, if there was anything unique about the way I grew up was that it was um, I was bilingual. Um, we spoke uh, English and Calabrian. So really my first language was Calabrian, and that is a dialect of uh, Italian. That was pretty unique that um, sort of gave me the energies and dynamics of my life now, language, the fact that I was um, understanding and speaking two languages was very important for me. Um, And the other thing was my parents became Jehovah's Witnesses uh, after I was baptised at the age of two as a Catholic. And that was very significant too because it affected how I went to school. It affected how I grew up in terms of, uh, you know, you, you, you get a, a certain kind of a bent when your parents, you know, teach you uh, or bring you up in an in institution or a certain way. So those two things were really significant. One gave me theology, one gave me languages. And, um, and I guess I've never really veered from that um, I then started playing the guitar when I was about eight or nine or something like that, and I've always been a guitarist since. That gave me another dimension, which is music. Um, Apart from that, I was never really that good at school, probably good at English. I got good grades with English all the time, Uh, not not with mathematics, nothing exceptional at all, except I was a good gymnast, um, good, uh, really, I'm not big... um, at all in stature, but I've got, I'm pretty strong, you know, like I've always had great strength. I used to do gymnastics, somersaults, trampolining, so that was pretty good physically, but um, apart from that, nothing exceptional at all at school, man. I was really just struggling all the time, but but I did have this theological bent. I had the linguistic thing and music, and um, I remember looking up the stars and... Um, really wanting to know the constellations. So I got myself a telescope. I was only, I don't know, 11, 12. I begged my mother to get me this super-duper telescope. Um, And so, you know, all those things really stick out in in my mind because um, they give you the the sort of foundation for, um, you know, where where you go for life, really. Anyway, um, so now I'm doing uh, syncretism and, you know, esoteric sciences, in fact, all sciences, not just esoteric sciences, whatever. Everything is um, unified and interrelated via um, the neutral syncretism. Syncretism is neutral. It's not a religion or theology. It's just the, the science of merging all things and showing the interrelatedness of all things. And so... So I know that we've got that today's um, topic is of course Saturn, and um, you know Saturn is a planet. Saturn is an archetype. It's in mythology, it's a god, a cruel god. In astrology, he's a, a greater malefic, which means 
a really naughty boy. You know, he's not the Messiah. <laughs> and uh, Mars is a lesser benefic, but still a naughty boy. Both of those planets are of the archetype of Shiva in from the west with the swastika, from the east with the swastika. You know, both of those planets. In fact, all of the planets really, really signify the cross. As Plato said, matter, the spirit in matter or mind in matter impressed itself in the form of a cross. This is why the cross is such a sacred, sacred symbol. It expresses the four elements, solid, liquid, gas and radiance, as we would, Plato would have said, um, earth, water, air and fire. Um, it expresses um, condition, you know, and so... The con, you know the four conditions of, of our reality. We, our body is is a, is a fourfold body in terms of elements. You know these are elements, and um, and so the cross. Uh, as I show in my work too, I'm about to release a presentation called uh, Atomic Language, in which I show that um, all language, all words, all thoughts, all things come from atom. Atom in Egypt, atom in Greek. Adam in Hebrew, um, Atten, all, deri- all derivations of that, you know, Latin, Saturn, all these are from the one root, which is Atom, which is the atomic nature of the universe. What language does that originally come from? What's that? You said Atten. <clears throat> what does that originally come from? Is that Latin? Um, atom, atom is Latin and Greek, yes. Atum, with a U, is Egyptian, and they said that all is atum, all. And so my uh, presentation I'm about to release called Atomic Language has 250 uh, PowerPoint pages of really dense dense, dense research, and it's basically just um, supporting evidence of the fact that all is atom. All is atom. This is why we have anatomies. Um, this is why we study etymology, atomology. <laughs> it's all about the atom, and the atom is Adam, and Adam is the wave, the ecliptic, the sine wave. All secrets of creation are on the wave, as Walter Russell said. <laughs> and so, and that's what all my work is. It's all based on that. Everything I do is based on the wave and uh, the ecliptic and how you can learn, um, you know, everything, everything, simply everything through the ecliptic. And the ecliptic is Atum. They are one and the same. And so, this is, um, I thought I'd preface the. Um, information about Saturn with that because um, Saturn is the chief of Atum. Uh, in fact, Saturn, ten, um, that's an atomic word. That's a first order atomic word. What I call first order atomic words are any word that has a T or a D, which is interchangeable, and a M and an N, which are interchangeable. And, and they can be reversed in the mirror, they can be um, mixed up uh, anagrams, um, and they can be backwards, they can be, but they must have a T or a D, or an M and an N. And all the vowels are included, because um, I think you'll get more of an understanding why by the time we finish this, and we, we will, we will um, uh, start from uh, the focal point of Saturn for all of this, because it's the best place to start. He is the beginning of all things. Kronos, old man time, whatever is born in time will perish in time. That's why he has the scythe in his hand, 
and he is the dude that visits you the night before you go, not to make you scared, but to tell you that it's okay. You, you must, you must leave incarnation through the rings of Saturn at the Tropic of Capricorn. He is the ruler of Capricorn, and that is the sign where souls exit. It's called the um, the Gateway of the Gods. The gateway of men is in Cancer. Right now, we're in Cancer. Ramadan, uh, Tammuz of the Jews, the month of fasting, mourning, because now the sun is waning, you see? Mm -hmm. And so you have to contemplate, you have to reflect, you have to stop eating and instead instead of feasting, you have to be fasting because this is where, you know, uh, inner contemplation teaches you that you are in contact with a superior source. In and up. You go, not down and out, because then you will be down and out. That's why, <laughs> that's why Jesus of the Sacred Heart is always pointing one to his heart and then one up to the heavens. Because he's saying once you go in, the only true way to everlasting truth and everlasting life is in inwardly and not outwardly. And upward you go in quality to the superior place where we come from. So Saturn is this archetype of the old man, okay? So uh, the ancients said that he is the last, he is the seventh heaven. Below that are the, the heavens of the other six planets and, and luminaries, and in this order, in the order of their rotation. So Saturn's 30 years, then Jupiter 12 years, then Mars 2 years, then the Sun, then Venus, then Mercury, then the Moon. So the Moon is actually the first sphere in which um, souls encounter on their way uh, their return back, and Saturn is the last. They're very interconnected. The Moon has a twenty-eight, uh, sorry, a twenty-nine point four five day cycle. Saturn has a twenty-nine point four five year cycle. So, the, one is the first, one is the last. That's you know the Alpha and the Omega. So the all those moon. numbers line up like that? Should, like they're dead on like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. When 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 you do these when you do these planetary. Um, um, orders, ordinarily, you can put Saturn first or the moon. You can go down the ladder or up the ladder. Moon's down the bottom at the red chakra, the base chakra, okay? That's the red colour. Moon, menstrual, bleeding blood. She's the bleeder. And so she's red, and that's the colour of the blood. And then the next one is the, the, the orbit in your body. This is the orbits. The next orbit is Mercury, then Venus. The heart is the sun in the middle. That's the heart chakra. Leo, the lion. That's the lion. And the toroidal fields, they all merge in the heart chakra. The, the most powerful vortices of magnetic energy are all centered in the heart. The others in the head, in Aries, the cerebrum, pineal gland rather. And the other one is the solar plexus. But, but the heart chakra, that's it, man. There's nothing like it. It's the core, the cur, the, the apple core. We are the apples of Apollo because we are solar beings. If you could see the magnetic auric field that we, we carry with us as we go, as animals can and, and others can see, you would see that we are just, we are suns. We are embryos of suns as so are the planets. Now, be, uh, above the uh, heart chakra, the thymus there, is the um, throat chakra, that's blue. And then you've got your two head chakras, pineal gland and uh, crown chakra, and they are 
purple, indigo and violet. Above that is ultraviolet, can't see it, and above the and below the red chakra is infrared, can't see that either. So that, those colors, seven colors of the rainbow, seven colors of your um, chakra system, etc., etc., those are the planetary gods that are above us, above the earth. The first one is the moon, and the last one is Saturn. And so Saturn is very, very important, very, very significant. He is Kronos, and he, he wears the crown. Now, this is very important. You understand this because when we, when we go and discuss the sovereignty bit about the crown and, and these entities that turn up in your life, at, um, for instance, in the hospital, um, where you are to sign a certificate of registration and um, you put your children's sole of their feet on a piece of paper which specifically says crown copyright. Have you heard about selling your soul to the devil? You have, haven't you? Oh, yes. Yeah, well, that's where that's where the journey begins. Because, see, the people who run that uh, maritime business, the Holy See of the Vatican, uh, they know what's going on. They're in the salvage business. Anything that is born in time, time is Timmy, time, tempo, Kronos, Saturn. Anything that is born is in Satan's world. That's what it means. So I'm, I'm merging all philosophies here, man, so you mm-hmm. know... No one needs to get offended that I'm talking about astrology or Satan or the Mormons or anything. It's all pure neutral syncretism where all sciences are flatly merged and brought into a oneness. Now, I've noticed you've already, you've, you're integrating many different, um, what would you call them, sects or philosophies, but it all makes sense. It all works with each other. Yeah, well, you know, the mystic and the philosopher... Um, were required to know this. I mean, if you can't syncretize, well, then you're still dwelling in the land of opinion, sense, and a false knowing. Those are the three bottom chakras. Opinion, sense. These are seven conditions of consciousness. The first condition is the lowest is opinion, you see. And then sense, where you become more sensible and get common sense. (laughs) And then knowledge, and then wisdom in the heart, and then intuition in the throat chakra, then theurgy, and then illumination in the crown chakra. This is all very important to uh, to um, connect the macrocosm with this macrocosm, which is the planetary order of the world we live in. Now, um, these planets, see, the solar system is actually a solar cell. We live in a sphere. We do not live on a sphere. This is a... Um, this is a Vatican corporate false prophet lie that has been going on since Copernicus, you see. Um, inside the sphere is the sun. The sun is the life giver. He is, he, is, um, he is Adam. He is Atum. Santos, I have a question for you about the Vatican. Yep. How far up the ladder of um, hierarchy would you say before uh, a member would really know and understand these things? Uh, look, the common um, devotee, the common stock of the uh, like the, these churches that are all infiltrated by the Freemasons, Freemasonry, and um, and on the other hand, the Jesuits. There's nothing that they do not infiltrate on this planet. They work together, but they are two poles of the same satanic, Luciferian energy of um, demon worship. Um, 
on this planet. Demons are arc- demons are entities that human hum- humankind creates. Uh, the Vatican families have created many demons, and we're still worshiping them. You know, the false. Uh, image in the false idol is the false ID, the legal name, the false beast I haven't mentioned yet, the false prophet is the Vatican. All of these are, I will explain how they are to do with with um, Saturn and um, and how the crown and all of this comes into it. But um, definitely, definitely higher up are the the pimps in Rome that are hiding behind the curtains of these uh, structures that they've created, like, you know, the Holy See and the Roman Curia, the Roman cult, the Vaticanus, the false prophet. Um, these, these entities uh, uh, occupy... The, 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 ent- the people that occupy them, they're kind of like a second-order um, group that, that um, are allowed to be... Um, visible to the public, the ostensible comp- components of the highest arcs of government that we have. Whereas this is not true. This is a great deception. Behind the Pope is another more powerful entity. It always does until it goes back to the archons that um, that allow this reality to be real. And those are the seven planets. Period. I was going to ask you about the archons when we got to that point. Yeah, well, those are those are absolutely uh, the seven planets, starting with the sun, because the sun is the only one that has direct energy uh, focused in it. It is the it is the life giver. The planets are acceptors of life, and they reflect life and support life. But the sun is the true giver of life in his solar cell, um, and so. Saturn is the other pole of that. It's death. It's the death principle. They need the solar system needs both. You can't have just life um, in this in this um, material existence. You can have unconditioned life, and that's where we come from. Our cause, our source, is unconditioned life, and our return is to that source. But but. In temporal existence, in temporal conditioned existence, which is where we are now, because obviously you can hear my voice, that's um, material, that's sound. Uh, Obviously, we've got uh, computers doing this um, communicating. So this is all material. And so this is um, on this level, you have life and death. You must have. So you must have the son and his twin evil brother, Saturn. Um, but Saturn's not the only one that's doing it. So is Jupiter. So is Mars. So is the Moon. Because all of these, they are all archetypes of the one supreme principle, which is being. Being which transcends all conditioned living, including mind. And only the Neoplatonist and true Hermetists are the ones that accept this understanding that reality is beyond mind, beyond thought, beyond the rational rationale, beyond reasoning. These these um, conditions cannot accept truth, and um, and so and so in that in that level, you see, when when folks talk about God and the Lord, they're mixing two things up. God is the eternal good, one of the principles from this being. 
being precedes good, as good precedes beauty. But these are all incorporated in the one. They all come from the one principal archetype, being. And this is, this is we the people, who we are. And so in, that's unconditioned everlasting, whereas we are now in the conditioned temporal. Temp, temp, you know, we heard that one before, haven't we? <laughs> Tempo, time, Saturn, Kronos, Satan. So the guys that run the business of salvaging, you know, i.e. vicar of Christ type dudes, uh, popes and bishops and cardinals, they're all in the business of saving us, right, you know, um, Come to Jesus, we will save you. We are the Pontifex Maximus. <laughs> there's, there's no salus extra ecclesia non est. In other words, no salvation shall there be outside of Mother Church Catholic. Um, so what are they doing? They're saving us because they couldn't exist if they didn't consider you to be a heretic. Lost at sea. S-double-E. So... The whole foundation of um, time and Saturnian worship and the crown and kings wearing crowns and bar members, you know, um, selling their souls to Kronos, the crown, um, and playing this masquerade of the legal name business. Uh, it's just a mercenary uh, merchandise commercial system of enslavement from Rome. You know, and everybody's quite subscribed to it and happy and believe that it's law and lawful and all good. And um, does that, that go all the way back to the Roman Empire? Absolutely, one hundred percent, man. This is what the Jewish revolt was all about. They didn't want a legal name. They didn't want to be registered. But Augustus started. The Caesars started this registration of the legal name. You know, and you know you've got to register your name. Regis is not a record. You see, they destroyed the recording, um, the the recording of births in in nations, and they created the registration of of um, births in countries. These are these are all legal fictional entities that they created, demons, and so. Um, what what they're, they're doing now is they're registering um, their business name. It's Crown Property. You know, you have really, truly no um, right at all to use it. And that's the only thing that they've got over us in that, um, you know, that we're using that name and not knowing that it is selling yourself soul to the devil. Does this relate to the corporate identity uh, with the letters all in capitals? Yeah, it does. Yeah, that's the um, capitus um, maxima. There's three kinds of name. There's capitus maxima, capitus um, media, and capitus um, diminutia. So, no, no, I think I've said that wrong. But, yeah, maxima is all caps, okay? It's like the same name that you see on your coffins, okay? All capital, because caputus means head off, dead, <laughs> <laughs> capital, caput, capital offence. Yeah, yeah, and so these guys are actually working with dead fictional names, and that's why they summons you to court because they can't. You can only summons the dead, and so and so. This is how government becomes a covenant. The bar are a coven. They are a coven of witches and a den of thieves. And they are virtually the money changers that were condemned. There's only two entities that were condemned in the Christian Greek scriptures by 
um, Jesus, the, the uh, archetype and um, mystical hero. And they are money changers mm-hmm. and lawyers. <laughs> <laughs> and so, but the, the, they are Saturnian. Now, see, when we start um, seeing reality from a dualistic plane and we're, we're very judgmental and we condemn them for being evil, that's fine, you know, but... Um, Many, many times their evil acts have have actually resulted in in good because, um, you know, they may have put someone in prison um, because they're going to make money on the prison bonds. Of course, those are the most valued bonds on the market now, prison bonds. That's why prisons, uh, they're building more and more prisons because rich folk know how to make a lot of money out of the the, the prison bonds, you see. Um, So, but some of those guys that get incarcerated come out better because they were better. Um, others don't, but the point is that if we've got two things going on, okay? We've always got two things going on. It's good and evil on this plane. It's a conditioned temporal plane, and here we are, so we have to deal with it. But once we go beyond that to the unconditioned uh, everlasting which is our true nature, then we don't, this, the, the judgment matters not. The illusion is all unfolded and, and the experience is, is gained and we bring that home and we become better when we return, just like Ulysses was better when he returned to Penelope and regained his, his status in the higher mind as having saved, you know, his higher self. So Saturn, whilst, you know, many people connect so many evils to him, so the greatest of all good comes from, from Saturn, old man time, our father, our grandfather, um, because he will, he is the one that will honestly and truthfully release us into, um, you know, the true higher planes outside this octave of suffering. Uh, and this, off, this octave of suffering is, um, is basically the, um, the world of, of lumen, which is mundane light, and those are the seven colors of the rainbow. And that's why we have seven chakras in that color. And so as we ascend the, the seven consciousness levels from opinion to illumination, and we go from the red to the violet, um, see, red is always associated with um, fear, um, anger, red anger, oh, I'm red hot. <laughs> And and, so, and it's it's got a long vibration, so it actually is truthful, truly, um, you know, inclined to induce fearful states. Whereas that purple or, or um, violet, which is the highest frequency that we can see before white light, you know, or before anything ultraviolet, that one there is known to heal exceedingly, and and also the green of the heart chakra, and so. Um, you know, we see the order of the cosmos in our chakra system, red down below in hell. Uh, in the middle you have the Midgard, which is the green chakra. That's associated with the green earth that man st- stands upon. Hence, it's the middle garden. But man is always looking with his head upward, as the animals cannot, because they have a horizontal spine. And so, as we look upward, we see a blue sky, hence the blue throat chakra above the green heart chakra. And that sky 
Um, that is the portal, that blue colour, that sky that represents heaven into the head, which is high heaven. Anything heaved up or high up is called heaven, heaved. Mm. And so, and that is the, the, and there are two astrological signs in the head. Aries, the first at the top, which corresponds with the cerebran, and Taurus, the bull, which corresponds with the lower brain, the cerebellum, the cerebellum. And, um, and then all the, the other signs go down the body from Gemini, Cancer, Leo in the heart, all the way down to Pisces, the two feet. And this is the temple and of, you know, of old man time, of Saten or Aten or Adam, the ecliptic. And it's, and it's all about how they rule the ecliptic is they are the rulers of the ecliptic because they are forever traveling and wandering on the ecliptic. That is their true home. In fact, the sun is the only orb that sticks to the ecliptic and does not decline or declinate. Um, it can only right ascend. So astronomers teach you that, you know, you're, you're, if, you're, if you're on, say, Google Sky, you need to put in the coordinates and you, you don't have latitude and longitude up in the sky. You've got right ascension for your longitude and your latitude is um, de declination. So the sun is never suffering of any kind of declination. He is the true right ascender, Ra, of meridian, Ran. And, he, and right ascension of meridian, Ran, always begins in zero degrees Aries, the Ram. And so that's how astronomy, see, it syncretizes with astrology. They, all the sciences do. And so Saturn, Saturn's role, Saturn does not. He declines, you see. And he's always either, um, you know, positive in declination plus above the equatorial ecliptic of the sun. You know, it's just an imaginary line up there in the belt of the zodiac, which is 18 degrees wide. And... And in segments of 30, 30 degrees. And, uh, and so um, Saturn is basically the, the ruler of the whole thing because his orbit is um, rounded off to 30 years, you see. So um, there are 30 degrees in each, in each uh, sign and, and Jupiter's orbit is 12 years and there are 12 signs. So... All of, all of these numbers and these planets and these archetypes, they are all interrelated. And as Plato said, all is made by the power of number. Hmm. Number, yeah, numbers, all the gods, all the archetypes are numerical, sacred, geometrical forms and conditions of the one everlasting unconditioned. The everlasting unconditioned, the infinite of infinites, is uh, always producing infinites from its infinite, you know, uh, power source. And so they are, you know, this is why there's so much confusion in theology, but it's simple, it's so simple. You either, you, you, you know, you either see the God, God as a unit, which it is, that's the supreme principle and archetype, and then you see it in its diffusions as the demigod, the mind god, because mind is a condition. As Plato said, mind is a, um, you know, it's, the, it's the, um, the root of division in the universe, mind. 
So you've got this one and you've got this two. One is being, atum, and two is mind, which is the firstborn of being, the son of God. And this is, this is, the, this is virtually the only, and all the names of gods come from that one, from the second God, from mind God, conditioned God. The creator, the demiurgos, creator of solar systems, creator of everything that is moulded and formed. The potters of Memphis, the archons, the Elohim, um, you know, and they all descend from this supreme being archetype. You see, and so, but the, the confusion there is in, in in the names of the dualistic part of of reality. You see, Plato called it duality in unity. That's what's going on. And so it's, it's very, very simple. All the philosophers, all the theologians, mystics, all of them spoke of this one and two uh, phenomena, you know, um, and one and two make up 12, you see. That's why 12 is the truly, root 12 is the true system of this universe. The reason why Tesla said um, the secret of creation lies in the number 3, 6 and 9, he forgot to add 12, which is the last and final uh, key number to his cipher. But he's very, he was very smart. He was hiding it quite, um, quite well. But if he had have added the 12, um, then we would have understand that all multiples of 12 um, re- produce, uh, re- um, reduced to the numbers 3, 6, 9 in, perpe- in perpetuity. You see, 12, 24, 36, let's take the first three for instance. Um, 12, 1 and 2 is 3. Uh, 24, 2 and 4 is 6. 36, 3 and 6 and 9. And then, of course, after that, you start again. 48, 4 and 8, 12, which is... One and two. So you need to take your pick. Are we going to call it 12 or are we going to call it three? Well, Tesla, he knew what he was doing. It's 369, 369 forever in route 12. That's why we have 12 signs of the zodiac, 12 labors that we are here to perform, 12 systems that make up the body, 12 cranial nerves, 12 petals in the heart chakra, 12... Uh, nerve uh, plexuses in the solar plexus, the third chakra. Um, Is this why symbolically that gets used, like Jesus and the twelve disciples, for instance? Yeah, well, look at the name Jesus. It's not Yeshua. Jesus is a a Roman compromise of Jupiter Zeus, you know, the Mm -hmm. Latin Jupiter and the Greek Zeus, and then they reduced it to Jesus. So... His his orbit is 12 years. Of course he has 12 disciples and 12 apostles because that's the name of those signs of the zodiac. They're posts. And Jupiter is the key ruler in in that of 12, in 12-ness. Jupiter is perfection of 12, of mind. And he spends a year in each sign, you see. So this is a perfected um, being a perfected God. These are gods. Zeus is a god, man. Um, you know, when, when you see that spark of light in the heavens and you see and you call that a star or a planet or whatever you want to call it, that is a focal center of consciousness of that particular archangel called Ariel, Jupiter. And Saturn uh, is um, Cassiel and Mars is Samael. 
and the sun is Michael, and the moon is um, Gabriel, and um, Mercury is Raphael. You see, and these these are these are beings. So when people, um, for instance, there's a lot of news getting around about um, the moon wave that's being photographed, mm-hmm. filmed. Um, Saturn's rings are changing. Jupiter's composition's changing. We've now got photos of Pluto, blah, blah, blah. All of this, all we're doing is we are puny little um, beings that have very, very poor vision. We can only see in that very, very thin sliver of the um, visual lights of the of the light spectrum, which is infinite. And, um, and we think, you know, oh, that's just a planet. Um, you know, and it reflects light, blah, blah, blah. It's got hydrogen, and Jupiter is just a hydrogen-helium uh, gas giant. Same with Saturn, same with the Sun. Uh, Mars is um, also a gas giant. Venus is... Look, it's, it's, they are all parts, only some parts of the body of the God that they are, and they are gods. Hmm. And we are God. See... As I said, everything is God's that goes back to the one God. And, and that's basically the root of existence. This God, this eternal good, as the Neoplatonists said, they are one and the same, interchangeable. And so, um, and Saturn is the prototype of all of them. He is the chief supreme photo, uh, prototype um, in the physical world. Everything beyond the physical world he has no dominion over, and that is in the, in the realm of his father, Uranus. Uranus means the heavens, and um, Uranus is the ruler of um, the eighth sphere. Saturn is, of course, the Shiva, the seventh. He is the, um, the seventh Sabbath planet. Saturn day, the Sabbath. Sunday is the first day. Um, but they're always together, you see, on the weekend, Saturn and Sun, Saturn Day and Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, this is very peculiar with these two brothers, these two twins, Horace and Set, uh, sunrise and sunset. Um, one is daylight, one is darkness, one is direct energy, one is reflected energy, you see. But the fact is this, that Saturn's light is um, that ultraviolet yeah, sorry, it's the it's that violet light. That's the light of Saturn. That's the true light of Saturn on the on the um, evolutionary uh, arc of our um, you know our spiritual evolution. But on the invol- involution arc, um, Saturn's light is the red light, and so he gives us. Um, a vice rather than a virtue. But what we have to do, see, souls descending through Saturn's rings um, um, receive the vestments of those planets. You see, Saturn gives you prudence, Jupiter, uh, reason, rationale, Mars, um, will, the sun, divine will, Venus gives you sensual nature and love. Um, Mercury also communication and then the moon imagination and so and then the earth gives us this this vestment called the physical body all the minerals that we have basically are hers and we have to give those back leave them in the tomb before we depart but the thing about this solar system is that these seven um, 
uh, archons, uh, these seven archetypes, that we have to be able to um, uh, escape escape their 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 force, which is um, pushing downwards. Um, and they are also pushing up, pulling upwards. There's no mistake about that. They are our enemies and they are our friends. Um, beyond their realm, once we lose the bodies, beyond their realm, then, you know, there's no enemies and there's no friends. There's just being, you see. So it's it's a playful world, man. It's um, and, and Saturn is the supreme archetype of how it works. It's all about... Thank you.